Well, thank you for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of the Mile High Show. You're listening to episode 163. Now, we recorded this episode at the Rock Bar in Scottsdale. You can find out info on the Rock Bar at rockbarscottsdale.com. There's a link right there in the show notes. Now, originally my plan was to travel down into Scottsdale to see Wes Williams and the Wes Williams Band play there at the Rock Bar that night. It was, uh, oh, the... The 3rd of February, last Saturday, which I did. It was an excellent show. Got a chance to see Wes and uh, Kenny James sitting in with him, uh, Gabriel Rhodes on the drums, and another couple of guys, I'm sorry, I don't I don't recall who was who was uh, the horn section that night, but it was dynamite show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the plan of, uh, originally was to sit down and record with Wes uh, pre-show, that didn't work out. He was uh, running around like crazy. He has just came in from New Orleans the night before, so it was kind of a rushed, uh, a rushed meet up there. But uh, it worked out just fine because uh, joining Wes that evening was uh, a few local artists, videographers to be exact, Mark Silverstein, who jumps in here on the podcast real quick. I've known Mark a little bit uh, through the Phoenix comedy scene. And through his video work, he's an excellent videographer. And one of uh, one of Mark's recent projects was for uh, another artist who was running uh, one of the cameras that night, and a, a um, fantastic artist who I just met that night, Deroy Brubaker. So what happened was, while we were waiting for Wes, and again, we're going to sit down with Wes shortly because I need to talk to him about uh, not just their their uh, most recent uh, release, Front Porch Sessions, but also about Wes's new gig as a dad. He is a new father since the last time he's joined us on these mics. But he's been doing some work with D-Roy Brubaker, uh, and through D-Roy met Mark Silverstein, and Mark was hired to do video of that show at the Rock Bar. Anyway, it was just a, a great meeting of, of artistic minds that night, so I plugged in and, and recorded this show with D-Roy Brubaker. So let's see. Let me pull it up here. You can find DRoyBrubaker.com online and also D uh, underscore Roy underscore Brubaker on Instagram. Links are right there in the uh, in the show notes. Uh, also, D-Roy Brubaker on Facebook where you can see his art. He's a, a painter. But uh, to call him an artist really, really limits what this guy's all about because like I said I just met him that night uh, we sat down we plugged in and we recorded he's also involved in uh, not just his own art but also uh, finding and promoting other artists like Mark Silverstein um, and also involved in some humanitarian work uh, he is raising money through his art and his uh, his shows uh, which we talk about, so grab a pencil or, or do the rewind because he'll be plugging a couple of his upcoming shows during this podcast where um, they're raising money for various causes. One of the most recent was uh, some trips to Guatemala to, to dig wells and provide fresh and clean water for the uh, indigenous people in Guatemala. So he talks about that. Mark Silverstein has uh, created this uh, 
documentary of their trip. Mark joined him down there in Guatemala. So a lot of a lot of neat stuff going on with these guys. And also joining us for a little bit was uh, another cameraman for that night uh, who goes by the name Nate. We'll leave it at that. I don't know if he's hiding from the law or what, but uh, he did not want to give up his last name. Very funny guy. Uh, works with... Uh, with Maricopa uh, Colleges, he provides video for them, and he's he's producing their uh, their calendar, the mctv.com calendar uh, of campus events and things. So he is uh, testing the waters of his production and video career as well. So anyway, we talk about that. We talk about their uh, how uh, D-Roy and Nate met up at a at working at the same sandwich shop and. Uh, D-Roy is an interesting guy. This is barely scratching the surface. We will be sitting down with him soon to not only promote his upcoming shows, but also just uh, delve deep into uh, into the guy because he's got a, got some great stories. And uh, Well, you'll hear him, so sit back and enjoy 163 of the Mile High Show with D-Roy Brubaker. Nate, the one named artist, Mark, and Wes Williams even pops in for a quick minute or two before he took the stage. So uh, check out all, links to all of their their projects, and uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, use that Amazon link at milehighshow.com. Help us support the show. Help us to, in turn, support the artists we talk to, because you're using that link is what allows me to travel around this state and record with uh, with artists, musicians, and just some interesting folks. So please use the Amazon link at milehighshow.com and enjoy my conversation with D-Roy Brubaker, uh, Mark Silverstein, Nate, the, uh, the videographer, and even Wes Williams for a quick minute. Enjoy. Introduce yourself and whatever you've got in the way of social media, website, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that. All right. So, uh, D-Roy Brubaker. I'm an artist, a uh, working artist. Uh, so, you want, like, Instagram, too? Whatever you got. However f- people can reach out to you and see your work. Well, great platform is Instagram. I like it because it's free and it's in your face. It's pictures. It doesn't take much to click on it to like and everything, but you can reach me at D underscore Roy underscore Brubaker, just like the Robert Redford movie. Yeah. So prison, you, yeah, the prison, yeah, definitely. Is that where you got your uh, your your first taste of art? My first bars? taste of art, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you if you consider <laughs> if you consider a college a prison, yes, definitely. I, I would say probably my first taste of art was through my father. Yeah. He was a really good, uh, you know, watercolor painter, and and then he did, you know, through architecture, and then, you know, he was a, you know, band and everything like that, and he nice. plays guitar and everything. Here comes Wes finally. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness. Seriously, oh he's on the phone, so we got some time. We right here. we need a bouncer to keep everybody keep the riffraff yeah, behind keep, the uh, keep behind it going the rope. right there, definitely. So where you, you we were talking a little off mic, just getting a little background on you. You're you're uh, born and raised in Phoenix. Yeah, fourth generation Phoenician, nice. uh, which is kind of unheard of because this is yeah. really a a transplant uh, uh, city. Everyone's from Chi Town or yeah. or Indianapolis, you know, somewhere cold. And idiots from California. Oh wait, that's me. Uh, nah, I, would, I, would, I, would, I mean, you're from like San Francisco area. That's a little <laughs> bit different. 
I mean, past L.A., I would say, you know, that concrete jungle. Yeah. You know, you guys have a little bit more culture up there. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll take that on that. That always <laughs> cracks me up when people would compare. Because I, I grew up, we were talking in the, in the East Bay. So as a kid growing up watching the Raiders, that was that, and that was in their heyday. That was the, you know, the Stabler, Tuzak, all those bad boys. And uh, unfairly, San Francisco had the comparison of being, you know, oh, what, are you going to go to a Niner game and drink wine and, and eat cheese like <laughs> you ever been a candlestick yeah, where I've they used in. to play that yeah, was I've been there hunter's point man that was in the worst neighborhood in northern cal and it got said because the niners played there it had this different different reputation but man do not walk through that parking lot after sundown man let's, let's, that was a rough area let's just say i had a, a quick step it looks like I was run, you know, walking a marathon, you know, going up there. You know. Have you seen one of those marathons, those walking marathons, those old ladies just really get the hips into it? That, that was me crossing the street. I, you know, I, I never parked my car there. And this was before, you know, Uber or Lyft, yeah. which is great now. And uh, anyways, I mean, we always had someone else drive, yeah. which was great because I never drove. So, you know, you don't have to pay, you know, for gas yeah. or anything. And plus, that's the, you know, the DD and usually my DD usually drank more, so some of us had to flip a coin halfway through. Like, are, are we going to get this second round of shots or third round of shots? Well, you uh, got to explain to him that's designated driver, not designated drinker. Uh, I, I guess Nate, he was the last up. time. Hey, Grab Nate, one. yeah, pick yeah. up the microphone real quick. Yes. Yeah, you really got to eat that, yeah, though. That's gotta... why my face is in this right now. You don't know where that foam's been, though. That's the problem. <laughs> I got, so let's, I got nothing let's right back now, a little man. bit. Fourth generation. I, I don't know what he's doing. He's lost over there. Yeah, he's talking to fans right I gotta, now. I think I got to go through his agent. Guy hit it big time, man. <laughs> Comes out with a new album. Now he's too big to talk to me. Mark, you should you should turn that on real quick, man. <laughs> so growing up. <laughs> oh, come on, Mark. Growing up, what was uh, what was the family life? Brothers, sisters? Yeah, I got an older sister, a younger brother. I was you know typical middle child. Middle child. Middle child. Brady. Oh, yeah, man. But I was uh, oldest son, so, you know, my Fridays consist of mowing the lawn, push mowing the lawn. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm having flashbacks right now, but no, it was, it was a great... Mowing the lawn in the Phoenix sun. <laughs> nice. Oh, my gosh. And my, and my dad, it was funny because there was one summer I, 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 I worked this camp up north in Prescott, Prescott Pines yeah. Camp. Yeah. Oh, nice. And I went up there... For one summer, and uh, I came back, and he bought a driving lawnmower. And the reason why he bought a driving lawnmower is because I wasn't helping him, you know. So, so he's like, "Man, this is really hard." I was like, "Yeah, tell me about it, Dad." Yeah. Like, but you know, great father. I mean, like I said, you know, you know, Christian home, and you know, things like that. And and it really, I mean, my parents been married for forty three years now. Oh wow, which is kind of unheard of, yeah. you know. And uh, you know, just great family, you know, all the way through, and. Very supportive, you know. Whatever we did, that's is, what I was going to ask. As an artist now, yeah, and we'll get into your professional life as an artist and and, and teaching art, working with kids. Was that fostered and, and instilled in you early? You say your dad was a was a painter as well. Yeah, so he was a watercolor painter, and then he did architecture as well. So the creativity was there. Yeah. But when I was younger, I was into more sports, and really. I didn't pick up a brush like doing canvas with you know acrylics and oils until yeah. two two years ago. Really? You know, yeah. So two th- really 2015. So about three years now. Wow. I've been going at this, and uh, it's been very therapeutic. Almost you know redefining yourself. Hey, what do you do for you know what do you do? Yeah. Oh, I'm an artist. You know, it, 
before that was like uh, I'm a swimmer, you know, and it's uh, it's been really great for me. So what was your what was your focus growing up in you know, just sports or did you did you as a kid as a 12 year old what was uh, what did you want to be? <laughs> 12 year old, I had no idea. No, I think I think it was, uh, we lived way out in Happy Valley before. Yeah. I mean, it was really developed. Is that like the North End? Yeah, so it's yeah. pretty north, like on I seventeen, yeah. you know, going up, you know, towards Prescott area, and now it's uh, a strip mall. Oh, it's a strip mall now, but Home Depot and Walmart. <laughs> yeah, and a Starbucks and a Fries, you know, grocery Starbucks. store, <laughs> and then the other and then another Starbucks, exactly. Uh, but now it's Dutch Brothers, but you know, that's that's just chocolate milk with uh, with caffeine. It's I should probably not say this, but it's pretty bad. I, yeah, they, they, they won't. I've reached out to them. There's the Dutch Brothers in Prescott Valley, and no, they will not sponsor this podcast. So, uh, yeah, we don't like Dutch Brothers. No, you, no, <laughs> don't, don't even do it. And it's crazy because the line is like 20, 30 cars deep no. all the time. I mean, if you want to open up a you know, coffee shop, that, that's where I would go, I guess, if yeah. you want to have a cot in the back and be a manager, I guess. But really... To answer your question, when I was 12 years old, I was just running around with my buddy Archie Moscato. And, what a uh, name, man. And, uh, yeah, he was, <laughs> Archangel Moscato? Archangel Moscato, yeah. I know him. You know Archie Dude, Moscato? I went to middle school with Archangel Moscato, <laughs> and, his, and his dad. Yeah, it was a baseball collector. He was the coach. Yeah. Archangel Moscato. Introduce yourself. Yeah. Nate. My name is Nate. Just name, Nate? Nate? No, last yeah. name. I make subs. My name I'm is like Nate. Cher. <laughs> You're like Cher? <laughs> Just so, call me by my first name. <laughs> so Arch, 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 Archangel Arch, Moscato. Moscato, yeah. His dad, was the reason, his dad was the reason he got on the basketball team. You know, he, he wasn't a big dude back then. Yeah, yeah. He had the part down his hair, you know, yeah. like down the middle of his head. Yeah. He wasn't a big dude, but he was always on the basketball team because – Archangel Archangel Senior <laughs> was the coach, well, and I remember he got. I remember a couple kids kind of fought him because they didn't, you know, they didn't get on the basketball team, and they were like, right, "I wonder why, who took who took their spot?" But exactly. it was Archangel Moscato. Then, um, you know, that was through middle school. High school comes Barry Goldwater High School, and um, who's the basketball coach for that year? Oh, his dad. Yeah, <laughs> his dad. I, I didn't even go to Barry Goldwater. His dad transferred over and put his son his on dad. the team for uh, yeah that year. So Nate, what do you what are you doing here? Why, well, first off, where we are, we're Rock Bar in Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Yep. We're here for that guy over there, and the, for those listening, I'm pointing that way to Wes Williams, who uh, may be joining us soon. But we're here because he's playing tonight. That's why I'm here uh, to sit down and talk with uh with Wes and he suggested we sit down and talk with you and uh why what are you doing here Nate what are you gonna be doing some filming as well or just hanging out a little bit of filming yeah I came with you came with came with who this guy Darren (laughs) (laughs) and what what's your role tonight just out here supporting you gonna be doing some filming yeah I I emailed Wes Williams uh my boy Mark is obviously to our side right here is filming um, he can't get on the mic because he's a filthy, filthy mouth comedian. Yeah, so he would be dropping too many <laughs> F-bombs. But uh, I said, hey, Wes, um, you need some film guys for this show. And he's like, yeah, man, do you know anybody? I was going, no, I know this really great videographer. And uh, kind of just came from there. Mark and I, we did a lot of uh, work in you know Guatemala with yeah. the Dreaming Project. And, and I, I met him at a Cubs bar, and I'm surprised I was able to see straight that night. <laughs> 
but I got his number, and we've been working together for, what, a year now? Josh's number. Oh, whatever, Mark. How'd, okay, how'd you you're here with, with me tonight. How'd you hook up with <laughs> Nate here? We were... We used to work together. Yeah, don't say that awful place that we that we wor- used, used to work. Used to work at. at an undisclosed sandwich place. Yeah, which, <laughs> which is off of Ninety First Avenue and Bell, and you don't want to eat it. Is it is it the pedophile sandwich place? Pedophile sandwich. No, place. It's not Subway. No, Jared, no, it's not, no, it's not Jared. No, Jared's not there losing pounds. <laughs> it's not good or sense. <laughs> no. Yeah, you should probably get some. That's your job right now, Mark. Other than filming. <laughs> so what are you doing now? You're, you're also doing uh, doing some filming as well. Is uh, you said at the at the college? Yeah, Maricopa, all of Maricopa colleges. So you know GCC. I, yeah. I'm based in GCC, but I work at uh, Scottsdale nice. Community College. Is that a full time gig for you? Is that um, so? I'm interning right now, and then um, in about a month, I'm going to start getting paid for uh, editing nice. work. Oh, cool! So they're going to give me a like a show. You know, it's a streaming show. Yeah, yeah. It, about um, seven people watch it. <laughs> so it's, it's double my audience. That's right. pretty no. good, actually. <laughs> um, but well, yeah. What, what's, what's, is it a current show now that you're going to be taking over? Or Exactly. What is it? It's called Campus Calendar. You can look it up on YouTube. On it, what, what, what channel? What, what's the YouTube channel? Do you, do you got your all your social media Let me, stuff? Uh, it's uh, it up. <laughs> MCTV. MCTV, MCTV Maricopa College Maricopa College's TV It's uh yeah so it's a uh, they you know it's it's all based on uh you know what's going on in the yeah. colleges nothing too exciting No that's but but your audience is huge because it's or the potential to be huge because it, it you can reach out to every kid that's uh that's going to in the school system over there Yeah, yeah it's, exactly it's, it's college sports I mean some of those college, guys probably want to go to D1 or D2 yeah. and College sports is the big. Uh, so is it going to be updates of what's going on, or interviews, or just exact, a mismatch of whatever? It, yeah, it's a basically it's a single cam. Get that in nice and tight. Yeah, yeah. it's a single cam um, shot, and you know it's 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 not even much editing going on yeah. for this, which is why I think they're giving it to me because <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's mostly titles. Yeah, no, that's nice though. So, so is your is your ultimate goal? You want to. Um, be uh, on camera as talent or behind the scenes? No, I want to be behind the scenes. Yeah? 100%. Yeah. Why? I, I have no interest being on a, camera. I, like, like they tell me, I've got a perfect face for radio and, <laughs> and a voice for print media. It's not <laughs> you know, well, that's, I've been... That's pretty good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that one. I mean, you got you got a pretty good looking face. Uh-huh. I think you get for, on. For those that don't know me in person, I am six foot four, 155 pounds, and a... <laughs> Your muscle, long, <laughs> luscious, bl- blonde hair, and yeah, you make Tom Brady look homeless. <laughs> <laughs> None of that is true. None of that. Oh is true. come on! Hey. And we forgot to mention that Delroy is a is a blind artist, <laughs> <laughs> colorblind. <laughs> so what? Um, how did you guys hook up? Just through the through yeah, the this, undisclosed sandwich shop? Yeah, we we just worked together, and uh, by the and I was. You know, raising some money to go back to Paris because I, I do a lot of work in Paris as well. Uh, with I set a hip, you know, with my boys, you know, Miyoshi and and you know La Rule and those guys, and uh, you know, I just I needed to go back and work. There's a lot of great Let, work. Let's back up here now. Okay, okay. So okay. Pre sandwich shop, your kid growing up in Happy Valley, running around not knowing what you want to do. Yeah. What uh, you ended up in Berkeley? You said. 
Yeah, so I was up there for a bit, and then I moved down to L.A. What, what happened? Why Berkeley? What? How'd you choose that? Uh, they had the, a pretty good swim team up there, and I was swim, going to. Swim I was going to. Uh, what your passion was back yeah, then? Yeah, I was going to community college up there, and uh, you know, doing a few swimming. Uh, that's really what I was doing. You know, building up. That's what paid for my college. What was your aspirations? Did you were you did you have Olympic sites? Yeah, um, down the line. Or what? Yeah, I got my Olympic trial cuts. I did really well in 2012, and you know, trained through that, and you know, just through coaching, and you know, I met some really incredible people. You know, some of my best friends through uh, through nice. swimming, and I, I firmly believe that sport just produces great, great people, and just the community. It's small, but it's it's strong. You yeah. know, and uh, plus, you know. The college needed us for our GPA, so <laughs> I'm not going to mention other sports. I could just do, you know, <clears throat> like March Madness or something like that and not, and not go to school for two weeks now, and still get A's. <laughs> what, was your, uh, what was your academic focus? My academic Berkeley? focus, I was a sociology major. I wanted to go into social work. I wanted to help people. Yeah. And then that's where, you know, I was doing that in L.A. for a while, and I just got burnt out and... Uh, I had a friend named Chloe, and she was like, you know, why don't you visit Paris? And, and I think she was in Paris. Yeah, or she from was living Paris? in Paris. You know, she's from well, she's from Bordeaux, but she's like, I'm not from Paris. You know, there's oh. some, you know, <laughs> but she's French. Yeah, but she's French. Yes, oh. yes. <laughs> it's all Paris for the yeah. It's all that, it's all Paris for everybody. My, my else. My last vacation was the Ash Fork, the gateway to Williams, <laughs> which is a suburb of Paulden. Yeah, that's so. You know, when you're talking Paris, you know, it might as well be, uh, you know, other side of the world. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, it is. It is on the other side <laughs> of the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I mustered up the courage and really the money to do it. And, you know, two weeks turned into a, a, a significant amount of time. And um, I was I was really happy how it turned out because that sparked my, that really sparked my interest in, 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 in art. Yeah. You know, so, meeting these people. So you go over there for vacation to visit Chloe? Yeah, yeah, Chloe. And, 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 and it just... Went from there. What was your was that your first trip abroad or no? Yeah, that was my. It, you know, it's funny because I we all took Spanish in high school. Yeah, I never took one class in French, and going over there, you know, the French they speak French. You know, yeah. and some of them do speak English if you try. You know, they're they're yeah. really really great about it. But yeah, when I was over there, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't. I it, it was tough. You know, it was yeah. really tough. But at the same time. They liked it, you know, like, you know, this American guy, you know, coming up. They say that you're from the States. You're not from yeah. the Americans, you know, but you are from the Americans, but you get what I'm trying to say. But, you know, it's um, it was a lot of fun, you know, meeting, you know, guys like Miyoshi and, and Florent who ran I Set a Hip. And these guys are like, your work is great. And I was like, okay. And I just ran with it. You know, I yeah. just I just start doing a whole bunch of art. They were into it. And they, you know. You know, those guys are my brothers, you know, nice. they're family, they're family. Now, what was your first impression? And when I'm talking first impression, like airport, leaving uh, the airport, what what struck you? What what really grabbed you about being in France? Uh, culture, yeah. the food, <laughs> the women. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's gorgeous, gorgeous. Europeans are gorgeous. Um, and, and I mean, just really it was like all at once it was just so much going on it was just this tidal wave of just this energy you know colors and just you know hearing people speaking a different language yeah. you know i and i listened a lot and like i didn't talk a lot you know it was a lot of healing too you know just kind of just sitting back and just seeing how people live and the culture yeah. and how friendly people are you know they crash on my couch you know 
or uh, have a dinner with me tonight. You know, that kind of, it felt like family. It was really, yeah. you know, even though we come from different countries and speak different yeah. languages, but the language we spoke was art. That's yeah, what really beautiful. united us. Yeah, I've never been to Europe. My 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 only travel abroad is, uh, you know, in in the early two thousands. I was trying to remember when it was. Maybe, oh, ninety nine or two thousand. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, my wife my wife was born in the Philippines. Moved to the states when she was five. Yeah. And she has a lot of family still there, and throughout high school, she would go back to visit like once a year once every couple of years oh, right on. so she's got those roots and we went there uh we went to the philippines for uh, for a vacation it was my first time other than you know tj tijuana and stuff yeah <laughs> that was that was international <laughs> let's, travel let's not for get me. into that yeah that <laughs> that's was, why i have two fake teeth hey the uh <laughs> the, the, the the night in tijuana jail was an eye-opener let's just leave it yeah, at that yeah <laughs> leave it at that that's a whole other podcast but um i've never really traveled abroad and even when I was there, the, a complete cultural shift. Oh yeah, definitely. But a lot of that, a lot of that, a lot of the Philippines, especially where we were, was demolished in World War II. So it's yeah. fairly new. Growing up where I grew up, the old houses were, you know, from the the nineteen twenties. Mm-hmm. There's some towns we were talking off mic, Jerome. You know the Payson area where there's some homes and some buildings. Yeah, it was before and this. Before this was a state. Yeah, you know? Prescott has some homes and some buildings yeah. from the late 1800s and the early 1900s. That's old. In Europe, they're old as the 1700s. Yeah, there's 1500s, 1700s. Churches, buildings, museums, artwork from back then. Oh yeah, the culture is. I mean, like I said before, it was very stimulating. It's crazy. You know, a lot of jazz. Like, I would yeah. go to this jazz club all the time and, uh, you know, you know, in an old cellar where they yeah. used for, you know, for bombing during, like, World War II. And, you know, you go to, you know, Italy and, and places like that and London and everything. It's just so much. And it, it reminded me a lot of, like, the East Coast. Yeah. You know, East Coast has, you know, like, Boston and, you know, yeah. and, and, and areas like that. You know, you know, Philadelphia and places where really, you know, where the United States the formed. Seat yeah, of, yeah, yeah. And then, you, of course, you got, you know, on the west you know, west side, you know, in San Diego, Los Angeles with all the, you know, the saints, with all the churches and everything. And they're yeah. older because yeah. when Spanish came through and, of course, you know, like Florida and stuff. But it's just everywhere. You go, like, in places, you know, in Paris, it's just these old streets. You're like, wow, Dolly was here. Picasso <laughs> was here. Yeah. You know, people like that, you're like, wow. Like, now, I'm what at- did that, were you doing art before you went out no. there? I took a life drawing class. It was an advanced life drawing class, and I was pretty talented because my professor would give me two weeks every time. And he's like, "Man, he was really pushing me to do an, as an art, uh, an art degree because he's like, wow, you you picked this up really quick. You have an eye, and it was an advanced you know life drawing class. Yeah. And and at first I was like, whatever. I was so wrapped up in the swimming and I didn't think about it. Yeah. So it was a talent that I really neglected, and I'm really glad I did because then. It just fit at the right time, at the right moment in my life that I was able to embrace this yeah. new talent. Really, it was an old talent that I just took on, you know? So what were you doing for work before you went? What uh, was your... You had you had a two-week vacation. You go to Paris. What, what was that vacation I was working from? A, I was a kindergarten teacher at a YMCA in Orange County. <laughs> nice. And it was awesome because I would surf in the morning. I was living in Costa Mesa. <laughs> so no joke, I would surf in the morning. I would roll up at 10 o'clock, and I had, like, sand between my... 
my toes. And I know my workday was from like 10 to 5, and it, it was great. But then, you know, I was just, I was like, what am I doing? You know, like, I, you know, I was 25 years old. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing? You know, I wasn't married. I just broke up with a girl, you know, things like that, you yeah. know, like typical. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I have really traveled other than like Mexico or yeah. like Canada or like Tijuana, like you were saying. And, uh, losing teeth. Yeah, losing teeth. Gosh. The good old days. The good old days. <laughs> <laughs> no, I lived in San Diego and, and when I was 18, so you couldn't drink. So we all went to Tijuana. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was horrible. I, I, they, they, if I have a son or daughter, I'd be like, you're, nope. You're, nope. You're not doing that. <laughs> we used to do the trips, you know, as kids. Yeah, know, okay, my, yeah. We, we'd go and go over the border, buy the, the sandals that wouldn't make it home because they'd fall apart, you know, just the. Yeah, definitely. The little tchotchkes you'd pick up. But when I was right out of high school, uh, me and some buddies used to, the guy I was on the phone with last night, we would just ju- jump in the car and head down to, you know, we had friends in Cal Poly. Yeah. San Luis Obispo. One yeah. trip. Slew let's go so see nice. him in, Sa- in Cal Poly. We cut school, went to meet up with our buddy who was a freshman at Cal Poly, who then said, hey. I got a girl I met. She she's in uh, UCLA, so we drove to UCLA. A, a cutting school on a Thursday morning to go to the That's a life two right hour there. Tri- trip to Cal Poly turned into coming home Monday night. <laughs> After we went great. Cal Poly UCLA, who knew somebody at San Diego State, yeah, San Diego who said, State. "Hey, let's go to TJ." <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's really awesome. But, Back then, no, you know, you didn't need a passport or anything like no, that. No, well, no, I had my passport from our Philippines trip that expired, and I used that to get the little border crossing card, you know, the little passport card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never used it. I haven't used it. And then not this past fall, the uh, uh, in 2016, I got a chance to go to, the, uh, go to La Jolla to the comedy store. A buddy of mine was recording the CD there. I was doing nice. some pictures and stuff. And I got out there the day early. We were recording uh, his CD and doing pictures on Friday and Saturday night. I get out there Thursday, check into the hotel in, the, in San Diego, and it was like 8 o'clock at night. And I'm like, I want to get something to eat. And I was thinking, you know what? I am 20 minutes from Tijuana. I know. I'm, I'm 20 minutes from a bucket of beers and like well, eight tacos for so, $2. So this is what I decided. I was going to go eat in Tijuana. I said, I'm going to cry. I got my card in my wallet. Nice. So I get there. It's like a quarter to nine. And hit up the churro lady at the same time, too. <laughs> well, I park, walk across, and I'm lost. I just I grab a cab. I said, yeah. take me down. It's five bucks. I want to go eat. So he drops me off at a restaurant. And this was in September of 16. And I don't know my history. I'm my mom was, you know, she's Mexican. She was born in El Rio, right on the other side of uh, of the border in California. But a lot of her family is still in Mexico. I know nothing about the culture. Evidently, it was September. I want to say 14th or 15th. There's a big holiday. It's like yeah. Independence Day or something. So I get dropped off in the middle of this parade. <laughs> That's awesome. Fireworks going off. The roads are all closed. I sit at this little roadside ca- coffee shop I'm eating great food then I just start walking around and I'm walking around stopping these little neighborhood bars and stuff and before I know it I have no I'm lost I'm lost it's midnight I'm in Tijuana I, I don't speak a word of Spanish <laughs> oh my gosh and I have no idea where I am so I'm trying to flag down cabbies and they're driving by looking at me and keep going 
So I walk into this bar and I say, hey, I need to get back to the border. So she calls the cab for yeah. me. I have a couple of beers. That cab driver takes me to another spot and there was like a little party, street party going on. Yeah. So I said, ah, drop me off here. I end up getting back to my room at like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> it was a blast, but I finally got to use my card. It was great. <laughs> I got a Tijuana story when, oh. I, when I was living in San Diego, you know, Ocean Beach. And I, I just graduated high school. I didn't want to go to college. I was yeah. like, you know, I'm going to San Diego, you know, whatever. And my buddy Ryan and my buddy Patch were like, hey, let's go to Tijuana tonight. I was like, okay, cool. So we get to the border, park our car. And uh, Ryan and I and, and, and Pat are all sitting there, you know, you know, drinking a couple beers and everything because it's legal at 18. Yeah. And Ryan's like, hey. It's legal if you have money. Is Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think oh, yeah. 18 is. Want away. Yeah, the 18 away. isn't the deal breaker. <laughs> so we get in this taxi and, and Ryan's like, hey, let's, you know, let's go to a strip bar. I was like, okay, we'll go to Tijuana strip bar or whatever. For me, I'm like, I'm not really into, you know, that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? I, my first time ever, like, going, you know? And I was yeah. like, you know what? I'll go. So we get in this taxi, and the taxi driver's just driving, driving, <laughs> driving. And I'm looking at Ryan like, I'm going to kick your ass, dude. There's something going on. You know, you hear the horror stories, you know? You know, people getting kidnapped in Tijuana and stuff like that. Waking so, up without a kidney. Oh, my gosh, in a bathtub full of ice and coins over your eyes. But <laughs> we're, we're sitting there, and then he, he, parks, he parks in this alleyway, this taxi driver, and he goes... He points out the door, and I was like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm, I'm not yeah. getting out. And, and my buddy Pat is in the front. He looks at Ryan. He goes, you're doing this. <laughs> you're doing this. This was your idea, all this kind of stuff. And, the, and these guys are from Boston, so they, they come from, like, hard ends, yeah. you know? But anyways, South Ryan gets uh, yeah. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan gets out, you know, goodwill hunting, you know? So Ryan gets out, goes through the door, and he opens the door, and this red light, you know, flashes through. And I was like, okay. Goes in there. Two minutes goes by. Five minutes go by, and Pat and I are looking at each other like, "Dude, Ryan is dead. <laughs> Ryan is dead." He comes out. He has a bottle of tequila in his hands and goes, "Come on in," like that. And we're like, "All right." And so the taxi driver's like, "Hey, I'll pick you guys up." Guy spoke really, yeah. really good. Like he spoke English well, you know. So he's like, "I'll pick you up at about five in the morning." And I mean, it's one o'clock at night, and we're like, five in the morning." And Ryan's like, you need to come in, come in, come in. So we will come in. And I've never seen this before other than, like, Amsterdam. It was just <laughs> it was just girls, probably 30 deep, rode up, and a bunch of servicemen, you know, from Navy Boys, yeah. and they're all plastered. I mean, this place was packed. And I was like, holy smokes, this is the best. It was my <laughs> only time ever, you know, going to one that at that time. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what a strip bar is? <laughs> so... You know, I've been, you know, with bachelor parties, but that night has never topped a strip bar. I mean, the best strip bar, I can, I can say right now, best strip bar I've ever been to was Tijuana. When I got here, <laughs> when I got here tonight, this afternoon, there was a, a, a group of guys sitting over there. There's like five or six of them. Yeah. Hanging. They're having some drinks. I think they were here for the Waste Management Open, I think, because they were talking golf, they were watching it. Yeah. And I think they had been there earlier today, but they had, uh, and I'm setting up this, this stuff here. And you can tell these guys had some dough. I mean, yeah. They, they, oh yeah, yeah. I think they were from New York. Is they flew in because they were staying at a hotel close by. They were talking about the flight and their luggage and stuff. And uh, you can tell they had they had some dough. They had some money. Yeah, yeah. And one guy pulls out of his pocket. He got him from the cab driver. 
these uh, flyers for strip clubs here in Phoenix. And they're going through, and they're, they're deciding what they're going to do the rest of the night. And they're like, well, which one are we going to go to? And they ask me. They go, hey, what's the, uh, what's the best strip club around here? I, go, I don't know. <laughs> let, me, here, let, Prescott, me, man. let me call my wife. She may know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's but, a good uh, line, yeah, too. My eight-year-old might know which strip club is the best. But so they're going. I go, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not even from around here, and I don't, I don't know the area. And so they're flipping through, and one guy, they're arguing which one to go to because some of them were half off on the cover charge. Yeah. Some were no cover, you know, present this ticket. and you, So I'm thinking, you guys are dumping, and I don't know, I haven't had a drink here. What, what a, at the Rock Bar, I'm sure they're excellent prices and great drinks. <laughs> but that table over there was packed yeah. with empties. Oh, yeah. And they, they had eaten. They had flown out for a golf tourney. Yeah. Phoenix Open too. I don't, I don't know, know how much the hotels are. Yeah, too. I don't know what they're where they're staying around here. Yeah. And they're arguing over where they can save eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> where there are no doubt yeah. going to be dropping several hundred Hundreds, once of course, they get in yeah. there. And they're like, "Well, I don't want to go there. That's it. well, this one's free. This one's half price." I'm like, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself, "I, I don't know what maybe, any strip bar are you going in for free? Bucks, it's not you know maybe ten bucks to get in, twenty bucks. I don't know yeah. what, what does it cost to get into the strip bar, Nate? What do you?" <laughs> they, they just gave him the look of. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. I, I haven't yeah. been to a strip club in like seven years. Yeah, we were talking. We were just talking we were just about ta- that. We yeah. were. I was like forever. But evidently, <laughs> these guys are going to have a six hundred dollar night easily with with drinks, oh, food. Oh, they're spending three grand at least. They, and they're arguing over where they're going to save eight bucks. Don't waste money on that cover. And I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. No point. Yeah. So. You're you're in Paris. You're yeah. soaking up the art scene. Yeah. You're uh, familiarizing yourself with the the locals. The locals, yes. You, what the local you te- language. What did you tell me? What did you tell me off mic about oh, about, about dating, dating women? <laughs> I said uh, after you <laughs> after you date a French woman, I'll tell you this right now. You 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 gain a lot of. <laughs> Uh, what, what did I say? Gain a lot of uh, <laughs> patience for for women here why in the is states. That? Why, why, why? I don't know. I, I I think. Well, I mean, the French women are very very strong. You know, they they know what they're doing. They're educated. They 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 they're beautiful. They know their worth. Well, what about you know? the women here in Scottsdale? We had those Patriot fans a little. Those bit Patriot over. fans looked like they came from the strip bar. Uh, I think they were on their lunch break. <laughs> I know. I mean, we had cameras and mics, and they just flee to us. What are you doing with the camera? <laughs> oh, that was so cake. funny. <laughs> like, why'd you yeah, call my chef. wife real quick? <laughs> I'm a chef. No, I'm no. A cake with this camera. No, I. I you know the French women are great, <laughs> and uh, you know you just you just gain a lot of patience and just you learn a lot about yourself, how to date, you know, and things like that. Really, you know, preserving time for you know people, you know, plus, in general. Plus, I'm sure projecting here, but I'm sure the uh, level of vulnerability in approaching because you don't speak the language. Oh, I become exotic. Oh, there's there's some women I'd be like, yeah, I'm from you know so and so, whatever. And they're like. <laughs> Oh, did you just become exhausted to me? And I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> well, what up, Wes? Yeah. What? I think we should Not introduce Wes Williams right yeah, here. We've been live. We're going to go. We'll go right here, bud. Um, I got you uh, live on that about, one. I'm learning all about Paris. Yeah. What are you learning about? I want to Paris. Learn. I want to learn podcasting. No, no, he, no, no. Keep that, Nate. Yeah, you, you got one right that. here. Cool. Perfect. I'm in the mix. 
Well, so you got to really like know. eat it. You, know? you got to eat the mic. You oh, got to really knows. eat the mic. Yeah. I learned that a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of feels that? good though. So it does. <laughs> it's nice pressure. Continue. We were learning I didn't about, mean to interrupt. No, we were learning about dating French women, and <laughs> and not only have I never dated a French woman, uh, my wife doesn't let me date any women at all anymore. She's not even fond of me dating guys. Anymore. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's so restricting this whole marriage. Oh my god! No, no, we've been married. So we, what? We're here twenty three years. Twenty three years. Yeah. We must wow. be like at least thirty minutes into the podcast Something if like Matt's that, talking yeah. about this kind of. I know how the. I know how these. You things know how go. this goes, Wes. So I know how this let's, goes. Let's it's, not my, get, it's not your first rodeo. Now, now, so you're you're in Paris dating these beautiful French women. Yeah. Now he, he said he. Were you running away again? I'm gonna sign out for like. 20 go take a shower, man. Go put some deodorant on, Wes. Wait, wait. Before you go, before you go. Yes. You are here at the rock bar because you're playing. Because we're playing a little music. We're playing tonight at 9:45, 10 o'clock. And ultimately, you're. Ultimately, you're promoting your new release, which is... The new record, The Front Porch Sessions, is available on iTunes and Amazon and Spotify and wherever you get your music, and I really hope you check it out and enjoy it. The Front Porch Sessions by Wes Williams Band. <laughs> Wes Williams. Uh, Wes Williams right there. We are not going to see man. him again till he's on stage. <laughs> uh, we're probably uh, You're probably not even going to get this podcast. You came down here to you know interview Wes, and we're just... You no, and I, I are came, just going to joke around. I came down about here running with the bulls and, <laughs> and strip bars in Tijuana. I love this guy. Right I, here. I came down here because <laughs> I've been married 23 years and I have an eight year old son, and and I needed to uh, do to a little get, escape, get, yeah. get, come down and, and hang out with with uh, with people that listen to me, that, which doesn't happen at home. My wife has never heard a single episode <laughs> of this podcast. Hey, you know, I, I've I've dated women who don't even go to my art show, and it's like, <laughs> hey, you know that really nice vacation we went on? Oh yeah. My art paid for that. I hope you know. <laughs> my, my whole thing was, as a photographer, that's yeah. my trade. Any t- time I went anywhere when I was single, yeah. I would book a job that would, you know, like I went to Hawaii three different times to shoot a job, and it worked out, you know. What, then, what, then, what island did you go to? Uh, uh, Oahu twice, Maui yeah. once. I lived in Oahu for yeah. about two years oh, nice. in Haleiwa. Nice. Yeah, yeah, man, I've I've been everywhere. I I I, I kind of get you know that itch. Yeah. And like right now, you know, Phoenix is great. I got a great yeah. job. I love teaching where I'm at, and uh, it's uh, I love it. You know, nice. but but like I told you before, the best part about living in Phoenix is leaving Phoenix. <laughs> That's so. Oh, you're from the San Francisco Bay Area. That's so beautiful. That yeah, great place to be yeah, from. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I can't afford to live. Like you know, to enjoy yeah. it. Oh, I, of course. Yeah. I spent two and a half hours each way in traffic going to work. Unless That's, I would go, if I left the house, I started at nine o'clock. Yeah. If I left after six, it was two hours of stop and go. Yeah, that was the fifty-five for me yeah. when we were when I was living in Orange County area. It was just like, man, it's an hour, yeah. hour and a half. You know, yeah, I was surfing in the morning, but it was just like, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? Sitting in this traffic. It's a mess. I should, you know, <laughs> I should, I should be reading, uh, get a like book on tape or something <laughs> like this long book on tape. <laughs> you know, get the Lord of the Rings on there. You know, <laughs> something crazy. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it was uh, t- to to get out of that that area when I ended up here. But uh, where were we talking? I forget. We're West talking about Street, Paris. West we're talking yeah, about Paris. Paris. You um, 
got really immersed then in that yeah, yeah, art yeah. scene and everything? Is that when you really started taking art seriously? Yeah, that's when I started taking art seriously. And, and it was really just like therapeutic. You know, you hear about art all the time, you know, in the classroom, you know, stimulating certain parts of the brain that helps, you know, with the math and, you know, sciences. But, you know, they're, they're doing it with, you know, you know, guys coming back from Iraq, you know, yeah. with PTSD and, you know, you know, people who are dealing with, you know, just just being in the slump, you know, just just finding I was just doing to doing, you know, it was autotelic to me. It, you know, I wasn't doing it for money. I was just doing it because, you know, it felt good. Yeah. It made me feel good. And it, it, it gave me that time, you know, you know, to be with myself. And of course, you know, I was running around with other artists, but you know, I became individually, you know, like as an individual, you know, person through that. And it, it felt nice. really good. It felt really good. And it's still, you know. Now, y- you went to school. It was sociology major. Sociology, getting into the social programs to help people. Yeah. And now you're, te- where are you teaching? I, I'll keep that undisclosed. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you teach high school level? High school level, yeah. I teach uh, ceramics. It's my first semester doing that. How but I much, do mixed media as well. Yeah. How much are you mixing in your art and and sociology? All the time. I coach too. You know, coach swimming. Yeah. You know, I firmly believe. You know, these these kids aren't grades to me. They're they're human beings. Yeah. They 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 only have problems at home or dealing with their girl or you know you know de- de- you know dealing with those kind of things. You know, dealing with drugs or something like that. Being a teenager. Yeah. Is yeah. yeah. In oh my gosh. Yeah. And especially that kind of pressure. Where are you going to college? Where are you doing this? You know, you know, just living up to their name. And you know, some of those guys. You know, you, you're not you're you're not their friend. But you know you're you're more of a mentor, yeah. and you you say a lot of things because I have a lot of parents come up to me and be like, you know, thanks. I've been telling yeah. my son this for so long, and then they hear it from you, and and now they're doing it. You know, yeah. and, and that's we're a bridge. We're a bridge for that. So see, that was the beauty of of growing up like I did, yeah, and having the the work ethic that I did and the study habits that I did. Yeah. Nobody ever once asked me, where are you going to college? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't an option for me. <laughs> I barely made it out of high school. I barely made it yeah. out of high school, too. I, I was just wasn't motivated. Yeah. You know, I, was, I had a lot of distractions. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, eventually I went back and, you know, I got my degree and, you know, I got my master's in secondary ed. And, you know, I just I love it. I love what I do right now. I'm, I'm really happy. Now, what are you doing with your art now? What I'm doing with my art right now, actually, I got a show on April 20th, <laughs> 420. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I had to say that. It was like, man, I, it was just creeping up, you know. <laughs> but April 20th, it's at 8 p.m. at uh, Unexpected Gallery. It's off of Polk Street and 7th Avenue. And those guys, they, they got, you know, new staff. And what they're producing is very poshy, you know, you know, just producing great work. There's no more gimmicks now. It's just this mastery. And I'm really happy to be nice. a part of it. So Now, how do you... Ha- how would you characterize your art? Art is, uh, you know, mixed media. You know, collage meets. You know, it's it's like Robert Rauschenberg for all you art nerds out there. Um, you know, just incorporating pictures and and things like that. Very abstract expressionist as well. You know, William Day Kooning style. Very yeah. violent strokes. Sometimes I paint with my hands. It's very you know massage. You know, but you know my goal is thirty to forty paintings. You know, I sell it out and we go from there. Nice. So. And then, um, you know, we, you know, my previous show, I just had it at the Herd Museum, and that was for uh, for indigenous people in Guatemala. We raised money for uh, the water wells down there. Now, how did you get involved in that project? 
I got involved in that project. I call it the Dreaming Project. And my first project was called Dreaming of a Cheeseburger. And we raised money <laughs> for, uh, for the homeless. Yeah. So I incorporated signs. You know, I went up to the homeless. And that, too, like, they just want people to listen to. Yeah. And so I, I went up to them, you know, the homeless people, and, uh, you know, just talked to them, became friends with them. And then I would buy their sign, and then I incorporated that into my artwork, and we raised a good amount of money for the homeless. And then my mom, she does a lot of work in, in, in Central America, and she's like, what do you, do you want to do another project? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. In, in what aspect is she working down there? So she does, uh, you know, just like, um, uh, you know, like, you know, with the water wells, uh, you know, medical, okay. so you know, that- missionary work, you know, Things like I mean, it's pretty complicated, but that's what yeah. she does down there. So, so I knew this guy named Doctor Ugo, and he, <laughs> he runs this organization called Global Che, and uh, we raised a, a good amount of money for the indigenous people down there and the mom people because in Guatemala, I mean, it is we are very fortunate here. Yeah, very fortunate, and uh, it's crazy because just the lifespan, you know, is twenty years, you know, shorter than ours malnutrition uh the treatment of women i mean it's crazy so my buddy mark and i went down there mark filmed it and we built a well raised money for it and had it at the herd museum and then i sold my art you know all the 100 percent of the proceeds went to you know to building wells down there so and and mark grab a mic grab that for him uh mark silverstein here this is this is my boy. Tell now you were working on that that hello, video hello, project hello. for like a documentary. Yeah, the dreaming dreaming project. Can I ask yeah. you a question first? Sure. How do you check how much memory you have left on your on these Canon cameras? Oh, are we going to nerd out? For uh, it should have your uh, your uh, shots numbered shots. It'll tell you how many are left. What if you're doing well, you're video? Doing video, yeah. I don't know. I, it used to be this like Did you not bring a drive this voodoo magic. No, I mean you I got, got enough. A, I got extra cards if you need. Cool, I got I got enough. <laughs> How did I get involved in? Uh, what well, what was the question? No, I, what, I the dreaming. Project. You were doing you were doing a doc, right? We're doing the the short is, documentary. Is it there is it out for people to look at, and where can people see your work? Oh, since we're talking all arts hey, here, yeah, let's we do were going to start with music as an art, but Wes is <laughs> just you know, checked he's Wes. out. Guy's got a new album. He's a new dad. He doesn't have time for little guys like the podcast world. <laughs> Come on, he just has <laughs> time to go to the ne- rock he's bar. He's holding out for network TV. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can go. You can <laughs> you can visit my website, Mark Allen Silverstein. M A R C A L A N Silverstein. dot com. I got to change that eventually. And that uh, is one long you check URL. out a bunch of my stuff on YouTube. <laughs> Well, you started can the vlog. See your video, uh, dreamingofawell.org. It's right there. And yeah, and that's on that's up at my uh, on my YouTube page yeah. and my website. And what's your YouTube page? Mark Silverstein. If I think if you type I'll, Mark I'll Silverstein, I'll put a link in. Yeah, you're. I I got first associated with you, Mark, through the Phoenix comedy scene, friends of friends type of things. And yeah, started, can we not talk about how have like have we brought up how crazy this is that yeah. Yeah. You're Everyone at the knows show, and yeah, I'm at Artie the show. Scotto to to you. Mark sends me a message, what, a week and a half, two weeks ago. He goes, hey, yeah. what are you doing on the third? I said, because uh, we had talked a couple weeks ago about doing a podcast, me and you together. Yeah, yeah. Talking about photos and about your... your, your uh, I was, like, asking you for advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which shows right there you have very, very uh, 
bad judgment if you're asking for me for advice. Oh, great. <laughs> but so I'm thinking, you know, you had something coming up that you wanted to meet up and talk about. I said, ah, I'm sorry, I'm booked up on the third. I'm going to be down in uh, can down I just in say Scottsdale how, shooting a band. Can I just, just can I just say how lackluster your response was <laughs> to me being like, "What are you doing February third? You're what'd you say?" I said I was booked. I, I I'm going to be down. Said something, and then I'm like, oh, "Okay." No, I said I'm going to be at West Williams this, the show at Rock Bar, and then you go, "Oh, cool, me too." Oh. Like what? Are you kidding me? Do you know what a coincidence this is, Matt yeah. Santos? I was just like, okay, <laughs> let's just not act like the odds of this are ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's just set it up. This ex- this established photographer in Arizona, <laughs> and I was booked to do the same show on the same night. <laughs> and okay, cool, cool. I don't even know if you said okay, cool. I think you just I, said. I, I think you just said word. word. I have never said word in word. my life. <laughs> I, no, I think you sent me that text. I was like, "Yo, this is D-Roy," and you're like, "Word, word." <laughs> I'm like sitting next to you too. That's word. my new. That's my new catchphrase. I guess. Word. I think like you were. I think I saw like the you were typing sign, and you were just like contemplating to yourself. God damn it! This guy just started doing videography, and we're we're booked at the same thing on the same night. No, I I like fo- you're following your your channel because your journey from unemployment has been been well. And I hate to minimize it, but it's been enjoyable to watch. I don't know how Thank enjoyable you. it was. Thanks, Thanks for watching. Thanks for enjoying my well. suffering. You're on your own now house. Come on, man. Yeah, thank you, Oscar you Silverstein, dog? for dying. You got a dog? I have a, I have a greyhound. Yeah, what's, his, your, what's your dog's name? Let's thank, do this. Thanks for asking, Darren. <laughs> his name, uh, his full name is Heikilioka Waone. What? It means Thunder of the Desert in Hawaiian. Uh, we just call him Heikili. I took two years of Hawaiian in college, so I'm pretty. I'm certified to give dog names and animal names. Awesome. He's a rainbow warrior. I'm a I rainbow. Have, I think I'm they a, changed it to just warrior. Thank you, Darren. I'm a firm believer that all pets should have first and last names, and there's a reason for that. And I'm... Hey, Kilio Kawaone Silverstein. That's, I, am, I am... I don't even want to guess how much older than you guys are. What, I, uh, how, how old are you? I'm 30. 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've got a Sorry, lot of Matt. years on all of you. But I grew up in an era where all you needed... To get 10 albums sent to you through the mail was a penny and a first and a last name through the Columbia House Music Club. And if you used your own name, they could come back and send you to a bill collector. But when they call asking for Rufus Theotis McGee, which was my Labrador's name, I would say he can't come to the phone right now because he's licking his butt. (laughs) (laughs) And he had, Rufus had excellent taste in music. After Rufus was no longer on the scene, Charles Finkelstein, uh, my large mixed breed mutt, had excellent taste in both movies with the VHS club through Columbia House, music, and he, oddly enough, he ordered everything that Rufus ordered in LPs in CD form. And then later with... Betty Brown, who is Elizabeth Brown, our current dog, you can't do that anymore. 
they don't have those clubs don't exist because of things like the internet and streaming. And Why are you giving all your animal like prostitute names? Like what? <laughs> what? what are? Where do you get these yeah, names are these, from? Are these strippers? They, no, they're from my, a past time? all my dogs. I give them first and last names so they could get me free music. <laughs> and how do you know what music they like? Maybe maybe they don't have good taste in music. Maybe they like all music. Evidently, they had the exact same taste in music that I did. What they a loved coincidence! A lot of blues and. Uh, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Blues and classic rock is what my my pets enjoyed. And I still have that LP collection and a whole lot of CDs up on my wall shelf because uh, because I loved my pets and they had first and last names. You got any vinyls? Yes. Nothing collectible. I mean, you know, nothing. That warm sound from a vinyl. I have nothing to play them on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> next, next time I go through Chino Valley, I'll <laughs> drop off a vinyl record. I mean, vinyl player for you, okay? Yo, why do you still live up there? What's the deal? I love it up there. Yeah, but I know you love it down here, too. I love to visit down here. I do not like the traffic down here. It reminds me, too. And it's not even that bad compared to Southern Cal in the Bay Area. But it's still, when when you get stuck on you know that what do they call that what's that called like right where the 10 and 17 and all that mix up by the airport yeah isn't there a name for that section it of highway possibly is like the stack or something they the call the cluster it? bleep uh, yeah. the, i think it's called Didn't a parking swear. lot but the park- <laughs> i just don't like it i i love being i live on uh, an acre of property with empty lots on two of my sides and the neighbors on the other sides who have larger lots than i do you got a room to rent uh, no, I was telling Nate earlier. This is I got the weirdest house. It's a I, I'm I was renting it and then we're going through the process of buying it from the owners. Yeah. Built in the in the early seven early to mid seventies as an about eleven hundred square foot home with a small one car garage and a very large barn slash garage that I've converted into a studio photo studio. Um so the, the, the barn is as big as the house, but sometime long before we got there, uh, the previous owners decided to incorporate that one-car garage and make it into a bedroom. It was yeah. attached. Then the which made the house kind of a U formation. I'm using my hands so the li- here. Um, they, uh, <laughs> so it made it like a U, and then at some point that middle of the U was the patio. They enclosed that into this massive family room. Wow. So I have a 2,600-square-foot, two-bedroom home. Holy <laughs> smokes. You still got that orange carpet from the 70s, no, though? No, it's Hopefully got... tore that up. It's got uh, <laughs> really bad flooring and wood paneling from the 70s. The wood paneling, the wood yeah. Paneling's. But for us, it's perfect. It's me and my wife and my 8-year-old. Perfect. So we don't need any extra bedrooms, but we do need a lot of space. My son rides his bike in cold days. He'll ride his bike in that family room. It's that big. It's huge. It's like it's out of the size. air right here. My dad would be like, yeah. what? <laughs> Get back there. No, I spend uh, most of my afternoons with my son. My, my work schedule, I break up. So I'm at home with him after school. And then my wife spends the rest of the waking hours correcting what I did during the day. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun, though. That's having, awesome. It's, it's, it's great having a little, uh, a little guy I can blame everything on. It's fun. You're living the life, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it up there. To answer Mark's I I've got all this room. I've got space. you got the trees, the pine trees, yeah, the breeze, the forest there fires. No, there are What's no not trees. to love? I can sit outside and look up and see the stars every night of the year. 
Okay. And then a few weeks ago, I got to see what I thought was North Korea bombing us when that rocket shot across the sky. <laughs> really? I, did you guys see that thing? No. That, it was, no. A Vandenberg launched that rocket, and they sent out, after the fact, I went and pulled up, they sent out all these press releases about it, but nobody really paid attention. I sure didn't. But uh, I get a phone call from my sister who lives near me. She goes, hey, are you, uh, are you at home? She's all freaked out. I go, yeah, why? She goes, I'm, uh, I'm on the highway. I, we're pulled over on the highway. I go, what? You got pulled over? She goes, no. Look outside. And I go, what are, you, what are you talking about? She goes, look outside. And I look out the window, and there's this thing shooting across the sky with a big tail on it. And I says, what is that? She goes, I don't know, but everybody pulled over. We're all sitting on the side of the road watching this thing. Especially what happened after, you know, in Hawaii. No, it was before that. It was before that. Yeah, oh, my before gosh. That. Imagine, it imagine was, it was after. It was early December, I think. Yeah, maybe a month or so ago. Yeah. And I'm looking at I go, I'll call. Because one of my jobs that, one, that I'm contracted for is I do press releases and stuff for the town of Chino. I do their social media and stuff. So I'm on all these lists for the fire and PD and everything. Yeah. So I said, I'll call you right back. So I pull up, and I'm, no, I'm not seeing anybody with an explanation, but I'm seeing a lot of pictures. And I'm looking. I tell my wife, I look outside, and this was right. And I do not get political on this podcast. I hate politics. No. They bore me. But Who'd you vote that, for, Matt? Huh? Who'd you vote for? <laughs> I don't vote. Well, I think that was the first question you asked me, Mark, when we met. <laughs> but this was right at a... At the, earlier that week and the previous week, Trump was in this Twitter war with North Korea, basically. Uh, this whole thing was going on. And I'm looking, and I look outside, and, and I walk out to the front yard with my wife and my little son, and, we're, and he's going, Pop, what is that? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I know exactly when it was. It was um, just the week before my son got off for winter break. So it was like the 16th of December. And I'm looking, and we had some friends from out of town who needed some help, so I'd been helping them out. I've got a neighbor who's 87 years old, a Korean vet who I've been meeting with like once, twice a week, helping him with some paperwork and some insurance stuff. And all I could think of was I'm looking up at this going, this is where my mind went. We're getting bombed. Somebody's launched on us, and I'm watching this thing. And I'm thinking, I did some good stuff this week. I helped, I had some friends who were from out of town that needed some help. I'm helping out this 87-year-old man. I'm here with my family. Oh, if I got to go, I, I had a pretty good week. I, I had a pretty good I, week. Because there have been some weeks where it's like, I can't die this week because <laughs> this is bad. I was unpredictable. Did you I grab mean, your camera to no, get I, the I nuclear did, holocaust yeah. couple, recorded? But I'm watching. And then, like an hour later, I... Like an hour later, I start seeing these. Oh, it was a launch out of Vandenberg. And- I knew it wasn't a, a nuclear thing, anyways, because it's like no one's going to bomb Arizona. Well, no, but who's, it was, who's I, aiming no, for Arizona? I was, seeing, I was seeing posts from California, from the Bay Area, from Nevada. So this was something that could be. It was launched out of Southern Cal, so you could see it across the whole Western United States. Where is it? I'll no one up. thought aliens. No, I my my mind immediately went to, I'm not seeing the morning. Then I'm thinking, okay, I live a fair. I, I I'm a pretty decent guy. I try and live my life fairly decent. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Twenty five years ago, I would have had to clean out certain sections of my house. 
I would, if I knew I was going away for a while or if I was going to die, it's like I had a buddy of mine who I would tell, he's like, okay, if you ever hear me dying, you got to clear out. I got some stuff stashed in the uh, fuse box behind the refrigerator. Um, I got a little uh, the, a vent in my bathroom that didn't work that I used to hide stuff in. What? It was my little dope stash. So if, I, if you ever hear me dying, you got to come to my house. He had a key to my house. Come in and clean it out before the, before you call That's the cops. So, and <laughs> delete I, my internet browser. No, and that was the thing. <laughs> I I am of a time when I, I'm old enough to where. You don't have to, my cookies are very boring. There's nothing on my internet browser that's deletable. Yeah. You don't need to. But there were boxes I had hidden in the garage when I was 16 that would have had to be, <laughs> be yeah. dumped out. But yeah, that's where my mind immediately went was we're dead. We're going. This that's it. Your mind went, "Thank God I don't have that old porn stash from when <laughs> I was 16." <laughs> Ugh. Here, where is it? Mark, tell us about your uh, your trip to Guatemala. While wow. I'm looking up this picture, I wanted to show these guys. Okay. <laughs> so you just just fill in some, just the blank noise. Well, Guatemala was nice. It was lovely. It was definitely a different country. Did you already touch upon this, D-Roy? Guatemala? But, I mean, we... It's, it's one of those places right when you land the plane, there's a guy greeting you on the runway in a lawn chair drinking a beer. Yep. Or a cerveza. That, that actually happened, by the way. And you're just like, where am I? There's, oh, yeah. there's no rules. There's like a guy holding a shotgun, you know. Yeah, right. By a li- Taco Bell. There's a guy guarding a Taco Bell with a shotgun. <laughs> Thank God. I think. I think we. This was the main phrase. Where are we? Where Where are we right now? We couldn't leave like oh, anywhere. We like they the, wouldn't. Our the compound that we yeah, were staying at. We, we were basically held hostage. Oh yeah. I, mean, uh, I remember you went days. two blocks away filming. And and Junior was like, "You need to get back over here. This is not a great part of town." We just left church that day, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Socially, what was it like for you to see? Was it a pretty big culture shock for oh, you? Oh yeah. Well, especially when we went to the mom. When we went to the mom village, that was a big culture shock. The what? I mean, village? the mom village. M A M. It's uh, oh, okay. they're like direct descendants of the Mayans. They speak mom, and um, they're indigenous. So. I maybe don't quote me on this, but about sixty percent of the population in Guatemala are indigenous. Wow, their population, and I don't think that's that correct, was, but okay, oh, whatever. You know, I'm gonna <laughs> actually close. look that up. Actually, it's, look that up on your phone. It's probably like forty, yeah. fifty. I don't know, but it, it's a strong, <laughs> strong number. But I mean, it was a huge culture shock. Just huge culture shock. You know, through you know, just the way people lived and. And and you know food. I mean, we got soup in a what a Home Depot bucket. <laughs> that was that was crazy. A dirty Home Depot bucket. Dude, that lunch sounds would right. come in. Lunch would come in. And this 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 great lady. She would row up and have soup bowls for us, and and she'd be serving it out of a Home Depot bucket, like one of those orange Home Depot buckets. Man, it was the best. We soup urinated in a lot of cornfields. Yeah, there was there was a lot of places where so you could have sat. A lot like Chino. A lot like Chino. <laughs> a lot like Chino. <laughs> a lot like Chino yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely a big culture shock. Like water, I mean, you know, you, it, it was it, it was crazy. It was, you yeah. know, it, it, we we get we people here, you know, especially yeah. through social media. You, there's a lot of bad stuff going on. There's a lot of movements that need to have a light shined on them and everything. Yeah, far from perfect, and political climates can get a little scary sometimes. But having said that, man, we can anytime we want. We can have a nice, clean glass of water to drink. 
<laughs> we have indoor plumbing. It's all the stuff that we just you you go a couple of hours outside of Arizona into some border areas south of the border, and they don't have what we take for granted every single day. Yeah. And the farther away you get, the worse and worse it gets. I mean, I was brushing teeth with uh, a water bottle. I'm yeah. gonna check out the start yeah, of the show. You know, that's how. You know, not paranoid. Passing we the were, mic over. You know, things like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, Mark's Mark's good guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he came along. He was the perfect, perfect person for that. I mean, we had talked, like, we, we met at, uh, and I'm probably going to get it wrong. I want to say the Woodshed or the Woodcutters or something in mm. Tempe. Yeah. The sports bar and burger place. They do a comedy night there on Wednesday nights. And that was the first time I met him was a couple of weeks ago in person. We've been hooked up on Facebook through different groups and stuff for a while, but that was the first time I actually met him. It's nice. it's good being around people who actually you know that's the tough part especially being in the you know the art world you know music scene you know, you know being a creative person and yeah. finding people who actually do what they're saying that they're doing yeah. and that's tough like just finding I know Wes talks about that sometimes and you know Mark talks about that and, you know you probably can relate to that as well just finding people who are like as passionate as yeah. you and like. And not being a jerk about it, like, oh, you know, the spotlight's on me. You know, just supporting each other and just kind of going from there, you know. And it's it's important. I mean, it's tough to find that kind of, you know, cohesive family, yeah. you know. So, I was uh, – that's one of the things that I really love about the Prescott area. Yeah. Is it's such a melting pot. Like you said, you're fourth generation here. There are some old – Arizona families that have been there for generations yeah. in our area, but there's also a vast influx of people from all over the country, all different talents. I mean, you're standing, standing next to a guy in line at the grocery store, and I'm one of those guys, I'll spark up a conversation with just about anybody, you know, wherever we happen to be, and you find, oh yeah, I was in the uh, movie business, I was a lighting director for 25 years, and I did, it's like, what? You're, I'm standing next to you in Safeway, yeah. not even thinking about it, and just you know, artists, musicians, uh, authors, and people from the trades and the science community. Alan Dean Foster. You guys know Alan Dean Foster? He lives in Prescott. No way. Bumped into him at a bookstore, and a buddy of mine knows him really well. It's just it's like uh, sci-fi and fantasy writer entrenched in the whole Star Wars universe, and and now he's doing a lot of travel writing and stuff. It's you know, so you see his Tesla driving around town. You know that guy's probably not an old cowboy. <laughs> But, but yeah. fascinating guy. Yeah, lives down the street. You know, he's it's it's just an and interesting just good area. people. Yeah. Good people too. Yeah. There was a guy I met. Some of them. He's like, yeah, I worked for NASA. You know, in the seventies and eighties. You know, things like that. And you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. Why do you Why do you come to Prescott? Because it's just good people. Yeah. Just good people. You know. Yeah. And I and I firmly believe that. You know, I have a buddy who just moved up there. His name's Ian and. That he, he worked at the sandwich shop with the us. unnamed non-pedophile yeah, yeah. sandwich shop. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's good, but it doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, anyways, uh, yeah, he moved up there, and and I mean, I met a lot of people through him, and that, that's how I met Wes Williams. I was Prince just passed away, and uh, Wes Williams, he was just he was just playing Prince songs, and I was like. Man, this guy wails, yeah. dude. This guy wails. I bought him a drink, started talking, started talking on Facebook, and just went from there. I mean, that was a year ago. Yeah. You know? Well, actually, two years. I've had him on a few yeah. times. It's always it's always fun talking to him. Yeah. If he ever thing. gets up here, nah, dude, come on. Ah! 
Well, let's wrap this up. Plug exactly. away again your, okay, your so social I'm, media, your upcoming show in April. Yeah, so everything I'm everything you got. I'm D-Roy Brubaker. I'm an artist, advocate for uh, for helping others as well through my artwork. And uh, you can reach me at D underscore Roy underscore Brubaker Instagram or DRoyBrubaker.com. You can also find me on Facebook. I think that is still private. I don't know. It's whatever. But uh, my next show is April 20th, 8 p.m. It's going to be Pashi. It's going to be 30 to 40 paintings. Everything's going to be uh, under 800 bucks. I firmly believe that you need to afford a piece of yeah. painting that it is not an Ikea and that is original. And uh, come out and help support the arts and come out to Unexpected Gallery off of Polk Street and 7th Avenue. So, D-Roy Brubaker. Nice. Mr. Nathan, never yeah. did get your last name. It's Is just that Nate. intentional? It's just Nate. Nate? Yeah. Just, Nate, just go by the Nate. one name, Madonna, Cher, Cher. Nate. <laughs> yeah, I prefer Cher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come grab a sandwich for me. 91st and Bell. I'll make you one. Yeah, we deliver, we cater, we care. And you are also taking over soon the MCTV Sports update show, or, or excuse me, campus it over. update? Taking campus over. Up. He's already taking Camp- over. Campus calendar. He's, campus he's already calendar. doing it. He's already doing it. He's uh, being modest right now, Matt. I've got it. Mark popped in a little bit ago. I'll tag his in the show notes, his YouTube channel, and his website as well. I will be sitting down with Mark sometime in the future to talk about his video projects and his comedy. Maybe, Nate, you can come join us there. We'll talk some. I think we some, should just all go up to Prescott. Let's just go up to Prescott, man. I'd love to. And some sports photography and all that good stuff. That'll be great. I'm down here quite a bit. I do work for the Rattlers, the arena football team. The only team that wins in this and city. also <laughs> uh, the Northern Arizona Suns that play up in Prescott oh. Valley. So. Uh, maybe come up for a basketball game. We'll go hang out there. They, they got a great squad over That's there. That's kind of cool, lot of man. Fun, so. They're actually playing tonight while we're while I'm down here in Scottsdale. They're up in Prescott Valley. Well, hey, thanks for sitting down yeah, and no talking. Worries. Both of you, it's been a lot of fun. We got to get down there and listen to some music. And Wes did text me. He is coming back up before he takes the stage. I want to find out about his his upcoming projects, his, uh, his yeah, new release. Take a release. listen to that. It's great. And also, uh, the last time I talked with him on mic uh, was just before he became a, a proud papa. So I want to see how, how fatherhood has changed Wes Williams. So hopefully we'll talk with him tonight, if not sometime in the near future. <laughs> and I was just about to ask somebody about the Pats, but she left. Oh, yeah, where do they go? Where do they go? Their shift over at Lake Girls. Let's-